and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today, as you listen to this week's content, that you grow in your faith and in your relationship with God. Connect more with us by going to ardmoresummit.church and remember to love God, love people, and love life. Bible's open with me today to the book of Psalm chapter 119. Psalm chapter 119. And we're going to start looking at verse number 89. And we will go through verse number 112 again. Psalm chapter 119, beginning with verse 89, going through verse 112. I want to talk to you today about people of the word, being people of of the word. Christians ought to be defined by our uh, allegiance to God's word. Amen. Aren't you glad that you don't have to have a PhD in order to understand the simple truths of God's word? Oh, sure, it can help understanding some of the nuances and some of the uh, deep complexities of it all, but, but the Bible is for God's people. And uh, whatever, however you consume God's Word, um, whether it be actually reading it or listening to it, memorizing it, um, singing it, whatever that is, we need to be known as people of the Word. This is nothing new. It's nothing shocking for you to hear a preacher say that. We ought to be people of the Word. But I would like to, in this year, 2023, um, this to kind of be our official, unofficial slogan for the year. We're people of the Word. I want, I want, when people say, uh, associate Summit Church, I want them to know that they're a church that believes in the Word of God. Amen. We, not, we ought to be known as people of the Word. I want that to be true for my home. I want for my kids to see Dad reading the Bible, for Mom reading the Bible. I have to stop listening to sports radio with my kids in the car because I tend to yell at the commentators where they're wrong. And I was like, you know, it's probably not the best thing for my kids to hear, Dad. So we'll turn on some worship music. I'll even uh, turn on the Bible app so that we can listen to the Bible together. But it's good to be known as people of the Word. And this year I really want to cement our, our foundation as believers as being known as people of the Word. God has spoken. He's given us a book. He's given us Not just a set of rules, but he's given us a beautiful narrative that has been crafted with many authors over several centuries, preserved for us to know the living God, to know how to live for him, to know how to how to uh, pursue goals and set set goals in life and to make this world uh, a better shining place for the gospel. And I'm, I'm excited that we get to be known as people of the word. Listen, if your Bible's open, God is not silent. If your, if your Bible's open, God is not silent. And I want God to speak to us today through the word. Let's look at Psalm uh, 119, starting with verse number 89. The word of the Lord says this. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth, and it stands fast. By your appointment they stand this day, for all things are your servants. Verse 92, if your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. 
I am yours, save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked lie and wait to destroy me, but I consider your testimonies. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Verse 97, it goes on to say, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the age, for I keep your precepts. Verse 101, I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Though your precept, through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Verse 105, no doubt you've heard these verses. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Verse 108, accept my free will offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. I hold my life in your hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray away from your precepts. Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. In the verse number 112, I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. This is God's word. Amen. Bow with me in prayer. Lord, I thank you for our time of worship. I thank you for uh, meeting us in this place today. Open our ears, open our eyes, be with our kids today as they learn about you through your word. May they, the next generation, become people of the word. Bless all those who are listening to this on the podcast. And may we leave this place strengthened, encouraged, and challenged today. In your name we pray. Everyone said amen. Amen. If you would get your sermon outline, we want to look today at what does it mean to be people of the word If you did not get a sermon outline, you can raise your hand. I'm sure that we will run one to you briefly. Everybody got one? Amen. If you would go to that next slide today, and we want to talk about the Word of God. The Word of God. Number one is this. The Word of God strengthens. The Word of God strengthens. It takes a level of humility for me to open a book that in turn reads me because it exposes my weaknesses. And let me just say, one of the difficult things about reading the Bible is it reveals some things about me that I don't particularly want to dwell on. It shows me things that I realize, man, I am, I'm kind of a mess. I read characters in the Bible, even the great ones, time and time again, they fall short. We were talking about Noah the other day, just in a small group setting, we were talking about Noah. Noah was one of the few individuals who can actually say he saved the world. Noah was, was a guy for, for decades. He built a boat while everybody was laughing at him. Uh, and he was one of the few guys that, that changed the world. He was a righteous man in God's sight. And then right after the flood, right after that, you read in the Bible, Noah messed up. And, and what's funny is I read the Bible and I realize that, wow, I... I am in need of God's strength. But there's something powerful that comes from opening God's Word, from memorizing God's Word. It strengthens us. It gives us hope. It gives us strength. And I don't know about you, but we live in a day and age where people want to deflect their problems onto other people. 
to deny that they're really in trouble. And I'm standing before you as a man of God, as a minister of the word today and saying, I need God's strength. I can't make it on my own as a man of God. I can't make it on my own as a dad. I can't make it on my own as a husband. I can't make it on my own when I go to work during the week. I can't make it on my own during a whole lot of things. But God's word gives me strength. When you are aware of your weaknesses, you need to go to God's word because it is a promise that it will strengthen us. Amen? Amen. Number two is this. Write this down. The word of God solves it solves. It's a solution. How many of you have had a problem already this year? Raise your hand. We're eight days in. 2023 is going to be my year. No problems at all. Smooth sailing. Eight days in, yeah, we got problems. Some of us have already scheduled our mental breakdowns for the year. Mine's going to happen in August. I'm just teasing. I'm sorry. Man, but let's be real. Something's going to come this year that's going to jolt us. Something's going to happen this year that we didn't see coming. You want proof of this? I planted a church 12 months before this thing called COVID. We were all excited. We did not see it coming. But when I look at God's word, it doesn't really surprise me that people go through stuff. But, but the interesting thing is it gives us a solution to everything we face. Listen, God does not shield us from the realities of life. Jesus says you will face trials, not if. He says when you face trials. And I've said this before, life is, an open, life is a test, but the good news is it's an open book test. The answer is right here. And let me be very, very direct. It's good to have counsel. You ought to have friends. You ought to have people in your life. I need help with an issue. I'm not anti Therapy. I'm not anti-doctors. I'm not anti-having counsel. Um, but, but, but don't neglect maybe the first line for you when you have an issue is go to God's Word. Go to God's Word. And even when you're not facing an issue, read up. Get prayed up. Go through the narrative of Scripture so that immediately you go, oh, wait a minute, Elijah went through this very thing. Ruth went through this very thing. Esther went through this very thing. Jesus went through this very thing. And we find there's always solutions. I remember a time in my life, just to give you a personal example, a time in my life where I was really struggling with trying to help somebody and they wouldn't receive help. Anybody been there? That is no fun. By the way, isn't it, isn't it kind of obvious we can fix everybody else's problems? That's fun, isn't it? Come on. Some of you this morning in the shower are like, man, I could just fix that person's problem. But, but, but there was a situation I was trying to help somebody, and no matter what I did, they wouldn't receive my counsel. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm supposed to care for people. And I was conflicted. Well, I went to the, I went to the Word of God, and there was a place where Jesus said, hey, after a while, you've got to shake the dust off your feet and move on. It solved an issue for me. I prayed, took my request to God, and I had a peace after that and said, God, they're yours. You see, no matter what we face, no matter what problems we face, there's always a solution. By the way, it may not look exactly like what we thought it would look like. There's always solutions. You know, every miracle in the Bible, there's one common factor. Every single blessing miracle that, that Jesus does in Scripture, everything that God does, there's only one uh, coinciding factor in every single one of them. It all begins with a problem. So you've got problems. 
you're in good company with every single person in Scripture that God blessed and did something for. He doesn't do miracles for people that don't have problems. He helps the sick. He guides those who are lost. And the more I am aware of my need for him to solve issues for me, the more I can go to God's word and receive solutions. Number three is this. Still with me today? The word of God sustains. The word of God sustains. It doesn't just give me help in the moment, although there are times when I need a word from him right here and right now. But it sustains me. In other words, it brings to remembrance the longevity of God's word. In other words, it's not losing its power. Isn't it interesting that we read a 4,000 to 2,000 year old book and it's just as relevant today as ever? Somebody told me in passing one time, they said, I can't, I can't believe in the Bible and you Christians, the Bible is so offensive. I said, yeah, <laughs> it is. In fact, it's the most offensive book ever written because it says you need God. It, 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 it reveals our situation. But here's the good news. The flip side of that is also the most uplifting, hopeful, amazing, loving book ever written because it says it will sustain you. The Word of God is living and active. It is able to do things in our life to, to bring us help and hope and happiness. Amen? Sustain. The Word of God will strengthen you. The Word of God will solve things in our life. And the Word of God sustains us. If you would go to that next slide, I want to spend a few minutes today talking about Summit Church's vision for being people of the Word. Everybody so far, yes and amen, but what are, what are we actually doing? I believe that everything that we need to do, it all starts with the pulpit. Everything that we need to be doing as Christians, it all starts right here, and I want us to be people of the Word. And so what I want to take a few minutes doing is talking about expository preaching and what that means. Um, when we started Summit Church, before we started Summit Church, when it was Angela and I and we were praying and thinking about it, one of the things that, that God laid on my heart was I want it to be known as a church with expository preaching. That's a $10 fancy word, and I'll explain it here in just a minute. But I, I believe that God really laid that on my heart long before we even moved to Ardmore and began to research it. In fact, when we moved here, we said it, it may be a couple of years. It may take us a little while, but someday when we're healthy, when we're, when we're stable, we want to become a church that does expository preaching. And expository preaching is simply this, preaching the whole counsel of God's Word. Now, I'm not going to bog you down in, in trying to give you a perfect definition of this, but expository preaching is simply this, not just preaching, selecting random texts, but really dissecting uh, um, and being intentional, going through books of the Bible, verse by verse, section by section, and really feasting on the whole of God's Word. Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by Jeremiah 29, 11. Didn't he say that? No, he said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by the Beatitudes. No, that wasn't it. It was, man cannot live by bread alone, but by the book of Revelation, trying to figure out what that beast is. By the way, if you want a theory, come beat me after service. I've got, I do know what it is. Um, <laughs> man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word of God. 
And so what we want to do is we want to become a church starting next week, starting with the Gospel of Mark, we're going to feast on God's Word. Every word. Every word. And to be honest with you, um, we don't, we don't believe that it's wrong not to do that. We don't believe that it's wrong for churches to have what we call topical sermons or seasonal sermons. Um, come Easter, I'm not going to be preaching Leviticus 17, okay? I'm going to be preaching the resurrection. But, but it is to say that, by and large, we have made the decision that us as a church, we're going to be intentional. We want to look at every word of God going verse by verse through Scripture. Amen? Well, let's talk for a few more minutes about that. Aren't these kids awesome? Amen. Go to that next slide. I want to to write down a a couple of things. First of all, let's talk about the purpose of this. The purpose of this is not because we've got nothing better to talk about. Let's just, you know, break down all the the random parts of the Bible. No, we believe that every word of God is profitable. What's the purpose of this? To be rooted in the word. I want to be very transparent. There are places in Scripture that still make me scratch my head and say, huh? It's hard. It's hard, and I've got to go back to 2,000 years of, of the, what's the Jewish backdrop here? What does this mean? And, and all these things, and, 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 it, and it can be a challenge, but the purpose of this is I want to know. I really want to know the Word. I don't, to use a, an odd analogy, I don't want to be an acquaintance with the Word. I want to be in a good relationship with the Word. That might sound strange, but I really want to know the Word of God. And by the way, this is a this is a hundred dollar Bible, and it's got it's what what kind of leather is this, Mark? Goat skin. Come on. I almost said a joke, but I won't go there. But uh, it, it, it's goat skin. It's got these nice gold inlays, and this is our our Wayman Woodley pulpit Bible, and we're we're happy to have that. But you understand that. This, not, this is not a magic book. It was printed in a warehouse. And, and these are pages in ink. You understand that the Word of God, this is the Word of God, but it goes beyond just a book with pages. When I read you the Psalms, I was literally proclaiming the words of God. That's the Word of God as well. And so the, the purpose of this is not to fall in love with an 8 by 11 piece of of leather and paper. The purpose is to actually, in our spirit, hear God speaking to us. Wow, what a miracle that is. He's given us a book. He's given us his word. So the purpose of this is to be rooted in the word. Number two is this. What is the plan? Next week, we're going to be starting through the gospel of Mark. And I would love for you, in your own edification, in your own sanctification, throughout the week, Take the scripture we read and use that for you and your own personal growth. Talk about it with your family. Talk about it. Ladies, get with some other ladies. Men, get with some men. Um, We're going to talk about this because intentionally I want questions to be brought up. I want things to say, what? I wonder what that meant in that day and age. I wonder what this this means for today. I want to look at those sorts of things. The plan is to be plugged in. By the way, I know for a fact when somebody is re- when somebody is reading their Bible a lot. Fail proof when they have a lot of questions. So when you go through the Bible and you feel you should not feel odd by saying, "Boy, I, I, 
I have some questions here. I, I, I need to find this. I need to find this out. How many of you, when you're watching a movie um, or a show, you're like, I've seen that person before. And you immediately get on like online on Wikipedia like, oh, they were in that movie. I was doing that with Christmas movies uh, just a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. Oh, yeah, I've seen him in another movie. Well, when you read the Bible, you should go, where have I heard that name before? Ah, and you begin to say, well, there's connection points. And so the plan, the whole point of this is not for a preacher to get up. The plan is not for a preacher to tell you what to think and then you to go throughout your week and say, well, that's all I have to do. No, if anything, this is going to be a launch pad for you to say, now I've got to dive deeper into the word. That's the plan. Lastly is this, what's the payoff? What's the payoff? The book of Acts, Paul talking to a group and says, I wish you were like another group of people called the Bereans. Do you remember this? The Bereans. And Paul says the Bereans were searching the scripture. After Paul would talk, they would search out the scripture, the scrolls, to make sure what Paul said was right. And Paul didn't take offense to that. In fact, he tells, he tells the other Christians, I kind of wish you were a little bit more like them. Here's the payoff. The payoff is this, that we have a church, a community of people who are so rooted in the Word of God that you know the Word enough to lead somebody to Christ, to guide somebody yourself through a hard time. When somebody gets laid off from work, when somebody's going through a divorce, you know the Word so well that you can think automatically of the Scriptures to take them to, to give them hope. You talk about a payoff of a church that is rooted in Scripture, man, hell better watch out, amen? Amen. Let me end by, by this today, if, if, if musicians would come. We're going to take some time and, and pray. But let me just say, I'm excited for this. I wanted to give you a heads up instead of just next week saying, hey, we're going to start going through the Gospel of Mark. I wanted you to really hear my heart with this because as much as I enjoy holding the microphone and, and, and speaking to you all, I want you to come through these doors years down the road, go through some other doors. I want you to come into Summit Church and hear the Word of God. Whether it's opening your Bibles or turning on your Bibles or scrolling through your Bibles, whatever it is, I want you to look at God's Word and say, man, that was an answer to a problem I had. That solved my problem. That was the strength I needed for today. That's my sustaining uh, power right there. That's the, that's the whole purpose of this. Let me just say today, if you're in need of strength today, you may be going through a season where you just feel depleted. You feel, I have nothing else to give. Um, my battery's run down. I, I, I don't know what to do. Let me say, I, I want to I just speak life over you, and I'm going to share a prayer over you to say the Word of God is your strength. Amen? If you're here today, you've got a problem you're facing. might be a minor problem. might just be saying, God, I need a door opened. I'm going to pray over you, but today, tonight, open the Word of God and begin to look through it. I promise you, God will provide the solution. He'll open the door. He's done it time and time again for me where there seemed to be no way. I go to the Word of God, and He reminds me, I've got this. Amen. If you're here today and you, you need the sustaining power of God, here's the good news in all of this. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. 
God's word lived and stood and walked and spoke and went to the cross. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, the word of God, ever lives to intercede for us. So no, we don't worship a book, but we learn about a God to worship through this book. That word of God, Jesus, is always there for us. And the more we know this, the closer we are to Him. Amen. If you're able, why don't you stand with me today? Lord, I lift up our church to you today. Lord, if there is someone today who is aware of a weakness in their life, they need your strength. I pray through the Holy Spirit that you strengthen them right now. Whatever it is they are fearful of or worried about or anxious about, Lord, I pray that right now that you would let them know that you have no shortage of strength to extend to your people. You are all powerful. I pray for those people who need emotional strength and boldness and courage at work, in their families. I pray for men who need courage to lead their families, to be dads, to be strong. Strengthen us, God. Strengthen us through your word. Strengthen us, O oh Lord. Strengthen the moms here today that when nobody else is looking, they break down and cry because they don't feel like they have it all together. Strengthen them today. Strengthen them. Lord, I pray for us as a church that you strengthen us. Make us more unified than ever as we look forward to this season, Lord, that something is around the corner. We don't know exactly what, but strengthen us today. We're not going to walk in our own life. We're not going to walk in our own strength. I pray that although there are great people that we can lean on in this world, that ultimately we learn to lean on you. To lean on you when we feel low. Lord, I pray for those who are facing problems. God, I pray that you give answers quickly. Give answers to those that have been saying something for six months. I need direction. I need answers. I need guidance. May your word bring to our awareness the solution that we so much need. Lord, I pray for sustaining power. Lord, that your word has been sustaining lives through the first centuries, through the 500s, through the thousands, through the 1500s, and the Reformation, and through these centuries still, it's going to continue sustaining the same word of God that brings me hope, will bring hope to my grandkids and my great-grandkids. It's not going to lose its power, so may it give us sustaining hope here today. Thank you, Lord, as we worship. May you bring to our remembrance your promises that never fail. And may we be known as people of the word. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today you enjoyed the content and what God was speaking to you today. Again, we'd love to connect with you more by going to ardmoresummit.church. Join us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. in Ardmore, Oklahoma at 1725 North Commerce Street. Take care and be blessed.